This is Double Exposure Show, co-hosted by Sophia Lemon and myself, Petro. Keep listening if you're a photographer, entrepreneur, or small business owner looking for actionable business and marketing advice and funny, off-topic rants. If you're not one of those, stop listening right now. Just kidding. Here we go. Yes, it's big, yeah. big time because it's November 20th. Are we allowed to say what date yeah. it actually is? Yeah, sure. Why okay. not? <laughs> um, I did actually post a picture to Instagram this morning, November 20th, that I have started my holiday gift wrapping. Okay. <laughs> so I ordered some gifts for my family. They arrived yesterday, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start putting them in boxes. I actually think I ordered the last round of gifts because I do like a little package of things for my family every year. So waiting for those to arrive and then I have to figure out something creative for my dad dad, because he's the most difficult person to buy for. And then like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm almost done. Holiday shopping. (laughs) So interesting fact. (laughs) If you ask for gift wrap... I will do it for free on all the orders in my store. Interesting. Yeah, I don't advertise it, but I have this one particular gentleman who keeps ordering. He's ordered three petals so far. He, <laughs> <laughs> each time he says it, this is a gift. And it, and it, he sent it to three different addresses. So he, well, it might be a gift. It, it, no, they are a gift. Um, but the first time he reached out, he's like, Hey, this is a gift. So can you please not include, um, in an invoice or a receipt in the, um, in the package? So I send him a note back. I'm like, sure. Would you like me to gift wrap it too? Um, (laughs) and I think he thought I was being a jerk and like, uh, funny. And, uh, so he's like, ha ha ha. (laughs) That's That's all he replied in an email. (laughs) <laughs> to which I actually replied to him again and said, like, no, it's actually a real service I offer. <laughs> so if you'd like, I can totally gift wrap it. And he said, yeah, absolutely. Dude. Do it. So I've been gift wrapping stuff for this guy since. Anyways, just thought I'd share that. I can, I can hear the cat. It's probably my daughter. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> or it might have been the cat, but it's probably my daughter. It's probably Mia. Uh, okay. What, well, that's reasonable. Yeah. yeah, is she meowing? Well, no, that that's Mia. Was that that's Mia? Was that Mia? Okay. Uh, <laughs> um. So yeah, it's holiday season. Yeah, happy holidays again. That's exciting. I'm sure um, I'll be like super thrilled on the actual like day that the, that we're releasing this, which I think is November 23rd. <laughs> December 23rd. Um, about oh my god. <sighs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you had to check what what comes after November. Daddy. <laughs> is is hi Mia. <laughs> hi, sweetheart. <laughs> you heard it here first. My daughter just walked in and asked for a treat. Can Mia say happy holidays? Sure, we can try. Mia, can you please say happy holidays? Say little treat. She said, no, just, you know, just go, with, go with a treat. 
All right. Smart kid. <laughs> You're welcome. And I hope you heard her say thank you. I did, uh, yeah. Unprompted. So she still has <laughs> Halloween candy because this was her first Halloween. Yep. Another holiday, which, uh, mm-hmm. which is at the end of October. That's the month before November, Sophia. Right. Good to know. Yeah. Um, and uh, so she's, so I keep her treats. Yes. I made her a little box that says Mia's box of treats. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and she knows, but I'm afraid what's going to happen when we run out. Because every day she comes, she runs into my office and you heard her. She just goes, daddy, treat. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you start like counting down when you're getting close to the end? <sighs> what, a, okay, what a fantastic idea. You only have idea. three left. Yeah, what a fantastic idea. I'll do it. Okay, I'll do you it only for have you, two left. And then just see how it goes. I don't know. Then she's just going to be like, uh, WTF, where's the tree? <laughs> I'd laugh hysterically <laughs> if she actually said WTF. <laughs> um, anyway, holidays. Oh my God. <sighs> That's all I have to say. Okay. Well, I hope everyone is ready. Now, there's a lot of people who don't realize what Christmas and all these holidays are actually all about. And we put a lot of emphasis on gift giving, which is fantastic. Yes. You know? Which I hate. I I hate it, but I I think it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic that we give things to people. But you know yeah. what i i just want to kind of put it put this into perspective <clears throat> if you can think about somebody you know or maybe you don't know and also give to them um what i've been doing for the last 10 15 years is buying either a goat or a chicken farm or whatever <laughs> and giving it to your neighbors yes <laughs> <laughs> and releasing this goat in the mall on <laughs> Christmas Day, <laughs> or sorry, Boxing Day. Oh no, I mean Christmas Eve. <laughs> Not true. Um, <clears throat> I buy it through a third party, like uh, Agape in Action, which is uh, a great charity, or um, World Vision, or whatever. And essentially, these are being given to third par- uh, third party, third world uh, families. Or some things are actually big enough to benefit the entire village. Um, so I've purchased chickens, goats, uh, pigs, uh, donkeys, um, water wells, and even fishing supplies. Fishing supplies I felt great about because it meant that um, people could fish for the entire village. They could start a business and they could sell fish. And not only are they now sustaining themselves, but they're also feeding other people. <clears throat> so those things are actually like really cool for me. Now, two things I've done in order. So the first thing, what I hear about this all the time is like, oh, I don't have money for my own family, let alone some strangers, you know. So what I've done is I actually stopped sending out greeting cards to people. So for the last 10, 15 <laughs> years, you would not have gotten a greeting card from, from me. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't like yeah. getting them. I love getting I'm, greeting cards. Well. Well, you're getting one from me. And that's fantastic. I look forward to it. I just, I just don't send it. (laughs) And I literally use all the money that I would have spent on that. Plus my own money that I want to give. And I kind of pull it and I buy more things. And each year and each, each and every year I buy more and more things, which is kind of cool. 
Um, in the past, I've actually asked people to donate to help me buy some stuff, but nobody ever has. Yes. Uh, and I don't want to say nobody. People have given me 10 bucks, 20 bucks, because I'm like, look, I'm really close to getting like a, a well for this village. I'm like $80 away or $150 away or whatever. And some people have contributed, which is great. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But um, another thing I do is <laughs> I use brown wrapping paper instead of the actual wrapping paper that costs more money. Uh, the mm-hmm. brown wrapping paper I use as uh, void fill for my shipping. <laughs> so it's, a, it's readily available on a roll right here. And um, I also really like the sound of music, especially the line that says, you know, brown paper packages wrapped up with string, blah, 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 my favorite mm-hmm. things. So I make all, all gifts. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the actual lyrics. I think it's like those are a few of my favorite things or something. So, Yeah, yeah. but I like blah, blah, blah more. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. <laughs> so uh, yes. long story short, um, people get brown paper packages uh, tied up with string. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's my story. And I really wanted to share that. Because it means a lot to me, and I kind of kind of shitty that this uh, episode is going to be coming out like days before Christmas. But you know, mm-hmm. if you are listening to it and you're like, "Hey, you know what? I I do want to give," uh, it's never too late. Put it this way, because there's people out there who are living without clean water, without food or proper shelter, and you'd be doing them a huge favor. But also, you're kind of contributing to you know saving humanity, and it feels good, especially you know. Yeah. On the holiday that celebrates the birth of a man who supposedly gave himself for us. You know, if you're a religious type, you'll know what I'm talking about. Moving on. What do we have on the table today? <laughs> well, I mean, it's Christmas, yeah. which means that in a couple of weeks, it's going to be 2020. Mm. Uh, <laughs> what is going on? It's great. So... I wanted to basically go over some stuff that we should be doing to plan for 2020 because as we all know now, um, I'm a planner because I have all of my Christmas shopping done over a month before Christmas. (laughs) Uh, So if you remember a few episodes ago, we were talking a little bit about planning and goal setting for um, the upcoming year and... Kendra and I went on a planning retreat and we spent three days in Stratford. We went to Balzac's. It was awesome. <laughs> and we planned out our entire 2020 marketing plan. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of shit that went into planning out our 2020 marketing plan. <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to share it with us. And I personally, for yeah. a change, had to get out as much as possible at the beginning of this episode so that I could just be quiet and listen to what you have to tell us. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. For a change. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, So basically what I'm going to format it as is um, just things you should be doing in order to get yourself ready for the year. Um, So yes, it's going to include a lot of the stuff that we did. Um, and hopefully in a super simple format that you can use to like, you know, plug away at while you're at home spending time with your family, but you know, maybe getting a break from your family because they're driving you nuts. Okay. 
where do we start? My goodness, I literally have a list and it's a little bit overwhelming. So it should be an interesting ride here. So one of the first things that Kendra and I did was we did some goal setting. Mm-hmm. This is like we've talked about this over and over and over again. This is something that you should absolutely be doing for your business. And you tell someone like, what's your goal for next year? Like, what is your goal sales for next year? And they just pull a random number out of the sky. And and then they break it down and it feels completely overwhelming. Like, I want $100,000 in sales. Jesus, how am I going to get to 100? I feel like it's appropriate to say that this time of year, but maybe not. (laughs) How am I ever going to get to $100,000 worth of sales? So we need to set some um, practical and attainable goals. So one of the things that we started with, this is like before you set your goals, is to go into your CRM and evaluate your job sources. Um, and there might be some interesting results here because what I did was I went in and exported some, uh, reports that show me my job sources, like how many leads I got for those. So for example, referrals from family members or friends from Google searches, uh, people who were referred to me from a venue, people who found me on Facebook, um, people who found me on Instagram, people who came to me um, through Welcome Wagon or through Wedding Wire. So it tells me how many leads I got from each of those sources, how many jobs I booked from each of those sources. It shows me the conversion rate, which is just dorky. Um, it shows me the total revenue from each of those sources, and then also the average revenue for each of those sources. Before you get too far, I want to interrupt you for a second. For listeners just tuning in, and for other people who may not be savvy uh, as to what things mean, can you explain what CRM is or what CRM (laughs) stands for? Customer Relationship Management. If you don't have a CRM system, you should get one if you want to be running... um, It'll just make your business a whole lot easier. It lets you manage all of these little details without losing your freaking mind. Um, Can you give an example of a quick CRM? Oh, thank you. Yeah, so I use Tave. We will link to Tave in the show notes. I'm making a note right now. Tave. Um, And I have a code there that will give you an extra 30 days uh, trial as well. So you can test it out for 60 days instead of just 30 Anyway, so the reason that all of this stuff is important, for example, um, I subscribe to Welcome Wagon. And Mm -hmm. what that is, is um, everyone who moves to Collingwood and signs up for Welcome Wagon receives a basket. They get a basket with a whole bunch of gifts from local vendors in it. I am the only photographer in it. They get a gift from me. It introduces them to me. And then I get their email address and other contact information. So you personally aren't inside the welcome wagon. I am not. It would be interesting though. Um, They would need a bus, I'm sure. Um, (laughs) So I have all of these people that I've been connected with from welcome wagon. They're all in my CRM because I put them in there. I email them. I stay in touch with them. Um, And I pay like so much per person that I am connected with. Do you know 
<laughs> the Muffin Man. <laughs> how many book? So in 2019, mm-hmm. so far, I've gotten 60 leads from Welcome Wagon. Get out. Do you do you know? Hold on. Do you know how many jobs I've booked? Do you want me to guess, or you? Yeah, it, guess. because I don't know. But if I had to guess, I'm going to tell you. I would say eight. Zero. Hmm. Going the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm looking at this and I'm going, hmm, I have gotten zero um, job bookings from Welcome Wagon. Yeah. And I'm spending money on it. But I have pulled in 10 grand of bookings from Google search. Okay. And I don't spend money on advertising with Google and I don't spend money on SEO for my website. I don't spend money on website management or anything. So I'm looking at these numbers and I'm going, hmm, I am literally wasting money on Welcome Wagon. Why don't I take that money that I'm spending on Welcome Wagon and spend it on SEO for my website and maybe some advertising? Okay. What a concept. So these are the things that you might discover when you're doing this whole valuating job sources thing. All right. So next. I like it. I, <laughs> I, mean, I like it. I think yeah. it's freaking amazing. Right? So the next thing is figure out what your expenses are for the year. Um, for the most part, I'm imagining the people that are listening to us are uh, sole proprietors or maybe not even quite there yet. Um, but you have expenses for your business and personal expenses. So if you're a sole proprietor or you're not even quite there yet, you don't have your business registered, Track all, well, and if you have a numbered company, track all of your expenses. So you want to figure out what you're paying on rent or your mortgage, what you're paying on your car, your insurance, um, how much money you want to be putting away in savings every month, how much money you're paying for software like your Photoshop and Lightroom, how much you're spending on, um, well, your web hosting, mm-hmm. Um I have in here my studio, my office, my cell phone, what I'm spending to run my mailing list, what I'm spending on web hosting, my domains, uh, my email, um, how much I'm spending on bookkeeping, (laughs) Uh, my business insurance, how much I'm spending on my client galleries. So what you need to do for this is go through your 12 months of um, bank statements, credit card statements, and figure out how much money you're spending. Factor into that how much spending money you want to have. And then you're going to sort of determine how much money you're spending every month. Figure out how much money you're spending every year. And that's like your baseline for how much you need to make, like your bare minimum. So add on to that like a nice little profit. This is like super, super simple goal setting. And let's say that's your goal for the year. It's probably going to be less than you think, mm-hmm. um, hope, hopefully, because whenever I talk about goal setting with people, they're like, ex- they want to be making so much more money than they need to be making, even to make a profit. Right. And then when they break <clears throat> it down, it it looks terrifying. <laughs> so, so add a little bit of profit on that, and then you know divide that by twelve, divide it by fifty two, figure out how much money you need to be put, bringing in every week in sales. Um, hey, then you have goals set for the year. That's pretty easy, isn't it? That sounds pretty easy. Right? <clears throat> no, I imagine it's pretty time consuming though. So. Um, it wasn't actually bad for me. Okay. 
So I basically looked through my bank statements and highlighted recurring things mm -hmm. and then just sort of like, I know how much I pay for my car and I know how much I pay for my insurance and all that yep. stuff. So it's easy enough to have that stuff plugged in. Um, yeah, but that's pretty important. Okay. There's more in here. My advice. So, and when I was doing that, yes. No, my advice is, is rather than doing it all at once at the, like the beginning of, or, or the end of the year or beginning of the next year or something, you know, if you can, um, con consolidate or isn't really the word, but do it like every, every week or even at the end of each day, um, at the worst once a month, all your expenses, like don't save it, you know, for, for one chunk type thing. Yeah. Because if so you're like ideally, me, you'll lose receipts yeah. for things you've paid for yes. in cash, for example. So that's, yeah, that's reasonable <clears throat> for sure. Um, and ideally you are doing your bookkeeping. So like you have these things up to date. Yep. Um, but, you know, like I go through here and I, I might find something in here that I'm paying for that I don't need to be. And then I can sort of. Right highlight that and be like, no, I'm not going to spend that money anymore. Cause like the amount of money that I was spending on welcome wagon, like when it's popping up in my bank statements, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of money. And for not making any money on it, like it just makes may, sense. May I to... ask what the cost of that is? So it's, um, so many cents per person that you receive. Mm -hmm. Um, so it depends every single month. Okay. Cause it's a different number of people. And also, I don't know off the top of my head, but okay. I had bills in there for like a hundred bucks, um, a hundred dollar invoices that I was paying. So and and not a single call, not a single booking. No, and like I stay in touch with these people. Like I email them directly and track all of that stuff because I'm a super nerd and all that fun stuff. So yeah, it just didn't work for me. Yeah, so that makes fine. sense. Yep. So the next step was we have our goal for the year, how much money we need to make. Um, the next thing is to figure out how many jobs you need to book in order to reach that goal. <laughs> so how much are you charging? What's your average um, family session, for example? If you're a fa family photographer, what are you bringing in for your average family session? Divide your, um, your annual goal by that, and then that will tell you how many jobs you need to book. Mm -hmm. Like, it's pretty simple. Yeah, it's simple math for sure. Yeah. The next thing we did was we listed five daily tasks that we need to do in order to reach these goals. And it is not stuff like post a photo to Instagram. This is stuff like um, make sure that I followed up on all of my print orders. Mm -hmm. Like don't leave emails in my inbox from people who want to spend money and order prints. <laughs> because I can do that. I can leave emails in my inbox and just be like, I don't want to deal with it right now. And that's literally money just sitting on the table. Absolutely. Yeah, just... Right? Yeah. Oh, I know this, yeah. <laughs> Follow up with leads. Check in with a lead who sort of disappeared months ago, just for no particular reason. Um, follow up with a previous client. Um, you never know when your pre previous clients might be thinking about photos, but, you know, haven't gotten around to reaching out to you. Um Ask a client or a referral partner for a referral. Mm -hmm. 
because people don't ask for referrals. So just list out some action items that you can take every day that are likely to result in a sale. Write them down and make a point to do them every day. How do you ask for a referral? <laughs> so, oh, maybe, oh, I am going to write this down. Topic ideas. <laughs> How to ask for a That's a good idea. We're not going to tell you, tell you how right now. Tune in later to find out how to ask for a referral. Yeah, because it'll, it will take forever. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there are some easy ways. If you have a recent client, you could say, hey, did you like working with me? Yeah, I loved working with you. Well, do you know anyone who might also enjoy working with me? Would you be willing to introduce us? Um you might be surprised how many people will be like, yes. Hmm. Yes, I would like to do that. Okay, what's next? So we did a lot of work on marketing. So we built out our marketing plan for the entire year. And that can be extremely terrifying for people because uh, they just don't know where to start. So I'm going to give you some sort of quick tips to help condense the amount of work that you're going to be doing. And the first one is to come up with monthly themes. And that seems really easy at first because you go, January is New Year's, Christmas is in December. I'm done. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you have like three months of fall. So you have September, October, November. And then you have June, July, August, summer. And then you have spring. So what do you put in, in those months? Because you're not talking about Mother's Day for a full month. And you're not talking about Father's Day for a full month. So what I recommend that people do is take a look at their branding and their services, what they do for their clients, and go to Google and look up international holidays and take a look at the list and start writing those things down. Because hmm. you're going to find some interesting things like Kandra, for example, is a pet photographer and there is Hug Your Pet Day. There's International Dog Day. There's like International Dog Adoption Day. Like there's all of these <clears throat> days. Yeah. There's um, International Day of the Girl. Um, I just, I can't even, I'd have to open my book in order to look at them. Like there's just an insane number of days. That you, and you can just put them into your calendar and it gives you things to talk about in these. Are you trying to get into candy? Nope. I'm actually opening up a calendar here because <laughs> so, um, just to kind of interrupt our, our good friend, David Sanford. Dave Sanford. Okay. He does a, an annual calendar with uh, his fancy photos. Yes. And <clears throat> he's a huge animal lover. So uh, in there, and, and he loves Australia, for example. So like for January, he's got, you know, January 1st, New Year's Day. On the calendar itself, he actually includes these days. Yep. January 26th is Australia Day. <laughs> there you go. Because he loves Australia. Yep. Oh, hang on. I got to find you some more. Um, February 27th is International Polar Bear Day. Did you know that? No, I did not. See, this is interesting stuff. Fe like this is February 16th is I, World I, Whale Day. Somewhere that find Penguin Day because I wanted to send this to my friend Drew because I'm like, dude, there's he loves penguins. There's an International Penguin that's, Day. That's probably <laughs> going to have to be a, a Googleable thing. Uh, but I, yeah. I am looking because because if anybody would have put it in, Dave would have put it in. Um, <laughs> so, but. There's actually a couple of cute ones in here. 
Uh, so he, he includes Mother's Day. So, hey, cool. Good for you, Dave. Yes, of um, course. You have to include Mother's Day and Father's Day. There's Family Day. <laughs> yeah, Father's like, Day. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Remembrance Day, April Fool's. Ooh, July 14th is Shark Awareness Day. Okay, that's terrifying. Okay, anyway, next. <laughs> no, I found the one. You're going to love this. Marky Calendar. Penguin Day? Nope, but Marky Calendar nevertheless. August 8th, International Cat Day. <laughs> I have a wedding that day. <laughs> there you go. Cancel it. <laughs> okay. It's cat right, day, guys. So, so back to your topic. <laughs> so Kendra and I scheduled out events and workshops yeah. and everything that we're going to do all year. Um, and that's really something that's going to be individual to each person. Um, and it's just insane. I can't really get into it on the podcast because it would take four forever to talk about that and um, I think I would just scare the crap out of you um, if I tried to describe all the stuff that we came up with but um, what I'm gonna do is go on to social media planning um, because I have seen so many issues with the things that people are doing with social media and basically what I want you to do is get the f off social media um, keep your Facebook page keep your Pinterest keep your Instagram be relevant but Set yourself up for 2020 so that you are scheduling content to these platforms and you are not manually posting stuff every day. So I, for example, sit down once a week and schedule all of my social media posts for the next week. And then I don't touch it. Hmm. <laughs> and it's going to be much easier when you come to these weeks with all of these themes that you've created. So if you have like a couple holidays thrown in for each month and you have a theme for that month and you have content because you're a photographer so you've taken photos you easily have content to post every week to social media so get yourself on some sort of platform like buffer or planoly or hootsuite and l teach yourself how to schedule to these um, social media networks and it's just going to save you a hell of a lot of time because in 2020, I really hope that more of you are out networking with people, um, booking more jobs and spending more of your time doing the work on those jobs than you are sitting behind your computer waiting for people to like your Facebook page. Hmm. I've talked about that over and over yeah. and over again. Stop doing that. Okay, next. Put your face out there. Um, be sharing photos of yourself on your social media because that's how you're going to build a relationship with the people on the other side of Instagram. One of my clients is in my BNI um, chapter and she said something last week at our meeting um, that she posts all these beautiful photos, professionally done photos of the spaces that she has worked in. She is a home stager. She does amazing work. And no one responds to those photos the same way as they respond to photos that she posts of herself. So the photos that I've taken of her, she's staggering through all of her content on social media. And her followers are engaging with the photos of her more than they are engaging with the photos of her work. Huh. And that is the same case for me. And I'm a photographer. So I'm posting photos of people. But my followers, followers are engaging more with me than they are with the photos that I take. And I think there's a lesson in there that social media, 
like it's social media, but it's still about building relationships. It's not just about exposure. You're still building relationships with these people. So being yourself and sharing yourself is going to have more of an impact than just talking Mm -hmm. about what you do and what you can do for people. Well, that's so like, when you really think about it, it just makes so much sense, you know? Yeah. Yep. It totally does. Okay. And the last thing that we worked on was workflow development. Because there were some things in our businesses that we wanted to change with how we work with customers. So for example, I wanted to cut down on the time between a session and when my clients receive their photos. And I do in-person proofing. So I have been sending a sneak peek to people. I do the session, send the sneak peek, edit the photos, and then do the in-person proofing session. And that can result in a few weeks between the session and the proofing session. Um, And I find that in that time, people sort of get less excited. They see the sneak peek, they're super excited, and then it kind of dwindles a little bit. And all of a sudden, they're busy, and it's difficult to plan the proofing session. So what I've decided for 2020, no sneak peeks, and we are booking the proofing session at the same time that we book the set, the photo session. So it makes me buckle down and get those photos edited. And the excitement stays because hopefully it'll be like three days later that we have the in-person proofing session. So they're still excited about the photos. <sighs> That's one thing I wanted to work on. I know one thing a lot of photographers and other vendors need to work on is responding to inquiries and following up. Petro, do you do this? <laughs> do I respond and follow up or do I, I not have, respond and follow up? You <laughs> have no idea how many couples have told me that they reached out to five photographers and only one of them responded you. and it was me. Yeah. Yep. Um, I've heard that way too many times. Yeah. And it's not good. No. Well, it's it's actually, (laughs) uh, let's face it. It's great because it it means that I'm booking them. So the the best was like, yeah, I saw an ad on Facebook for a photographer. So I clicked on it and I I was excited. It was a great portfolio. I messaged them and they never responded. And so they met with me. Um, and they tell me these stories and they pretty much just kind of, uh, I will pretty much just say it, say it on the spot. I'll be like, you know, guys, like think about that person not responding. <laughs> and I, and I do it in a more diplomatic way. I'm like, what, what happens when you need, um, something done? Uh, you know, if, if this is how they're taking you now, like imagine booking them, like they're, you can't take mm-hmm. them seriously. Right. And it's kind of true. If they're, if they're not willing to respond to your client inquiry, if they're in business to make money and to photograph weddings or events or whatever, and they're not responding, they really don't care. I, I see this everywhere. Uh, when I was shopping for a car, um, I don't really remember how long ago it was, maybe 10 years ago, I emailed this dealership who had the car that I really wanted. No response. Uh, yes. I called and they're like, oh, um, the salespeople right now are in the meeting. Can you call back? It's like, well, what if you just took my number? <laughs> like, and had somebody follow up. Well, uh, okay, fine. So then I email again a week later and 
long story short, the car sold really fast and I was bummed out and I'm no longer dealing with that dealership. I don't, I don't even care if they have a car I want now. I'm not, I'm just not recalling them again. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. I hear that. So another reason to get yourself on a CRM, because that will help you manage people. It will help you manage the follow-up. And I think that you should come up with some sort of follow-up protocol for yourself that, you know, if you don't hear from a lead in three days, you follow up with them. Um, And that sort of thing really just makes you seem super professional when you respond to them in a timely manner and then you make a point of following up with them pleasantly. Like, not only are you not going to get the job if you don't respond to them, but you're more likely to get the job when you're making yourself seem super professional just by, you know, well being professional. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how else mm-hmm. to put that. <laughs> um, another thing that I am trying to add into my workflows is asking for referrals. Um, and one of the ways that I'm doing this is I am bringing back client satisfaction surveys. I did them years ago. No one really responded to them. I'm going to get on people a little bit more to do this where after the job is complete, I will send them a survey asking them all sorts of questions about what the experience was like, because this will give me an opportunity to find out if they're not happy with the job that I did. It's easy enough if the survey comes back and they're ecstatic with what I've done, I can say, hey, this is really awesome. Mm -hmm. Do you know anyone who would like to have this same experience? Do you mind introducing me to them? Um, But if it comes back and says, you know, we didn't get all of the prints that we thought we were going to get, or um, I don't know what kind of complaint they would have, but whatever kind of complaint, I can fix the problem. Um, And we're going to be talking about this in our next episode. (laughs) When you fix a problem for people, they are much more happy with you than before they had the problem. It's kind of like losing your keys when you find them you are more excited than when you didn't know you had lost them. Hmm. Right? I'm right. You're you're not, definitely not left. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that's like pretty much <laughs> the sum of it. So basically to go over these things again. So before you get started on all of this planning, Um, go through, figure out where all of your jobs are coming from and which of those areas are making you the most money. If you're spending a bunch of money in an area that you're not seeing any return on investment from, Mm -hmm. you might spend that money more wisely elsewhere. And also figure out what your expenses are for the year and figure out what you need to make, what you want to make on top of that. And then that will give you a very easy way to set your goal for 2020. Mm -hmm. Then with that in mind, brainstorm some themes for your months and weeks. Um, Check out Google and find some interesting dates, write those in your calendar and figure out how to schedule content to social media um, so that you're spending less time on your computer and more time on your job. And then just like fine tune some of your workflow stuff. The workflow stuff seems a little bit like vague to me at this point because it's really stuff that like you know you need to do but every client's a little bit different but like get fine-tune it write it down put it in your crm and get more confident about it Mm -hmm. um and then get yeah 
if you have a consistent process, that's going to have a huge impact on your business. So basically what I did is Kendra and I did this. And while I'm doing it, people are sending me messages on Instagram like, my God, are you guys at a conference? Like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> Amazing. I'm like, no, we just came up with this whole plan for ourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then Kendra has been bugging me about that I should be going into like um, business coaching, which is interesting because I used to work in marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I completely nerd out about all of this stuff. Um, so I decided that I was going to take everything that Kendra and I did. And our plan is to do this every year. We'll have a retreat probably next year. We'll add maybe two or three more people. We'll maybe do five days. We're going to add in some branding elements and, um, I have, like, I have it all written down. Cool. (laughs) What our retreat's going to be like next year. (laughs) So I took all of that. I like that you call it And everything we did. I know her boyfriend, (laughs) he thought that we were just going to spend the three days drinking and gossiping. Okay. (laughs) I had a total of four drinks. I had two glasses of wine and two glasses of beer. And beyond that, we were in bed at like eight o'clock because (laughs) we worked so hard that I was like dead freaking tired. That's amazing. You exhausted yourself. She had to go home and... Yes, she had to go home with like all of her notes and be like, look, we didn't gossip. (laughs) And it was really amazing because we got everything done that we wanted to do. The one thing I didn't say um, while I'm describing all of this is that like we left town. We didn't stay in Owen Sound. We didn't stay at our own homes. We went, we got a hotel um, in Stratford. We worked in an environment that was sort of foreign to us and we worked from coffee shops and everything but we had an itinerary things that we wanted to get done and we did it somewhere where you know we could hide away from people Mm -hmm. and really focus and we seriously got absolutely everything done that we wanted to get done in the time that we wanted to get it done pretty impressive um so it might be something that you consider doing like booking a hotel going somewhere and just not leaving the room and figuring it out or uh, just locking yourself in your office <laughs> and doing that. Co-working spaces are fantastic as well. So if you live in a city with co-working spaces, maybe book a book a room. You can go to a co-working space and pay like 25 to 40 bucks to use a room for a day. Um, so try that sort of thing um, to give yourself a space where you can work um, and get stuff done. But what I've done is... I have taken everything we did and everything we want to do next year. And so far I have 27 pages worth of content and tools and supplementary like um, resources that I want to build out. <laughs> and I'm taking what Kendra said about me being a business coach seriously. And I am considering turning this into a consulting something or other. I haven't quite figured it out, but it's a huge document so far and it's not even close to being done. So I'm just sort of brain dumping all of the stuff that I know so far. And I have developed a survey. So I'm going to share the survey right now and hopefully some of you will go and fill it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the survey is at sophialemon.com slash business. So it's S-O-P-H-I-A-L-E-M-O-N dot com 
slash business. This is what I sent to you yesterday, Petro, and you said you were going to look at it and then you probably didn't because you probably forgot because you were busy and have kids. Everything (laughs) but the forgot part is true. I did not forget. Um, So what it is, is it's basically a survey to figure out what people are doing, what they want to do, and, you know, how they would value this sort of like one-on-one consulting. Um, Or if they need something else, just to get an idea of their, if, if there's something here um, that people would find helpful that, you know, I might put this out as a book. I might put it out as a program. I might put it out as one-on-one coaching. I don't know. I have to mm-hmm. see what the survey results are. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Who... So, you go look at it right now, Petro. You just okay. open it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. SophiaLemon.com. You're not doing it. I don't hear you typing. No, I don't need to type. It's been open this whole time. It's actually been oh, open fine. on my desktop for two days. Or, Are you looking at it? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. Actually, since since yesterday at about 1230, it's been open. Um, it's just one of the windows that's open that's on my quote unquote to do things list. Um, so you like open everything and then yeah, so leave it there until you deal with it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's that's how I do it. Otherwise, just... I, I like your book cover that's already on there, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that's hilarious. That probably wouldn't be the book cover. I would, but yeah, I, I would actually use that as a book cover. Because <laughs> that... It looks good, that right? That would sell millions. <laughs> <sighs> it stands out because, well, you're just going to have to go look at it to uh, and fill out the survey, hopefully. That would be very nice of you. Yeah. I, I like how your sur- survey you, says, what do you need? And then it asks for your name. I guess I need a name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's the title of the whole survey. Right. So. <laughs> okay. I got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it should be interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. I just, I end up getting so many questions from people about like how I'm doing things. Mm-hmm. Like I send a, an automated email to people before their session saying like, Hey, I'll see you in a couple of days. And they're like, Oh my God, you're so organized. <laughs> well, and this is, you know, it's, it's funny because we're doing this and we, we have a lot of listeners and I bump into some of them and they say, Oh, you're Petro, blah, blah, blah. I love your podcast. It's not Sophia, whatever. <laughs> I know. I was just going to say Sophia, she's kind of not nice, right. but you know, Sophia, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's it's funny because then I see these people two, three years later and they're in the same spot. Yeah. And I just want to say, have you implemented anything we talked about? Like, I mean, we're not we're not really sitting down and saying, okay, here's the exact roadmap. But, you know, it's kind of like that nagging spouse, you know, hey, did you take out the garbage? Mm-hmm. Hey, did you take out the garbage? Hey, please take out the garbage. And eventually you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, yeah. I'm just going to take out the garbage. That's kind of what we're doing here. But the the difference is that somebody like yourself, Sophia, so so I've watched you go from uh, just a student out of college to where mm-hmm. you are today, and you have been able to, well, you have the discipline for this, but you've been able to dedicate the time and ha- and the effort to make things happen. You know, mm-hmm. um, when I started my business, uh, so many people have told me, oh, I wish I could do that. Oh, I wish I could do that. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. you can, you're just not yes. doing it. And, you know, that's 90% of the 
of the goal. Uh, you, you literally just have to do it. You, you can't get somewhere by wishing things. It, life is not yep. Aladdin. <laughs> really? True story. <laughs> That's really disappointing. <laughs> so um, I really like what you said, but now I need to ask you if you've gotten Disney Plus. Of course. Hello. It was, yeah, it was okay. like playing the minute it was available. but yeah like what i have found with business owners and when i was working in marketing so i had a boutique uh, um well a marketing boutique um in like 2014 2015 um, and we worked with small business owners and what i found from that experience was that Business owners wanted to do it themselves. They did not want to pay someone else to do it for them. But at the same time, they felt they they didn't have the time to do it. And they certainly did not have the time to learn how to do it. Um, so the way I'm envisioning this service working is it wouldn't really be a service. I would literally be doing like monthly or quarterly meetings with people mm-hmm. and being like, Hey, are you doing your social media? Are you doing those five things you said you would do every day? If you're not, why not? Is it working? How do we change that? Um, Just to keep people on track and sort of take away some of the work that people are doing. Because I, for example, people don't do social media because it's so time consuming to manually post something to Facebook. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really hard. You go on Facebook, you immediately get distracted, you forget what you were going to say, and you don't post the thing. Or you think that you're going to go on Facebook, that you're going to get distracted and forget what you're going to say. So you don't post just because you have so much anxiety about doing it. So the goal with this stuff, with all this planning and preparing for next year is to get yourself ready, get yourself prepared so that, you know, you have your plan for social media you know how you're going to post. You're not going to get distracted because you're not going to be on Facebook. You're going to be in buffer scheduling posts to Facebook. You're going to do it for an hour every week. And you can totally make time for an hour every week to do that. You could do it on Sunday night if you wanted to. And just sort of take the stress out of trying to figure out how to post to Facebook every week. Because, I mean, yeah, no one has the time. I don't know what... I don't know what to say about that. Okay. Everyone thinks they don't have the time, but you do. You're just, you don't know how to do it. So let's figure out how to do it. Okay. I'm done. (laughs) You're done? Yes. (laughs) So yeah, go take the survey. SophiaLemon.com slash business. Um, Do you have anything to add, Petro? No, I don't think so. Um. You know, another another part is that you do not have to do business any one particular way. And we did an episode on this recently, and I said you do not have to have a website. And I bet a lot of people were like, oh my god, yes you do. Guess what? Petro does not have a website. You do not have to have a website. You do not have to have a website. Can... And, I, and I am struggling with making enough time for clients. Yeah. Like, it's about figuring out what you can do and making that work Mm -hmm. for yourself. And the reason I don't have a website is because I don't have time to update it. (laughs) It's, and and it's a good problem to have, but for me to have stale images, outdated images, or, you know, images that somebody has seen for years, 
um, it's not worth it. So yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> funny enough, just before this, I was looking for a website for somebody who makes pickups, guitar pickups. Okay. And, uh, his website title is uh, is like um, greattone.com or something like that. has nothing to do with his brand, nothing to do with his pickups, oh, nothing. Oh, boy. It's like the – now, when you have marketing material, it doesn't matter, right? Oh, this is my website. Okay, cool. But when I'm Googling for the brand name of pickups and I see this website come up, I'm like, well, that's not it. So I've gone past it so many times that eventually I'm like, I'm just going to click on this. Maybe they have a link to his website and I click on it and it is his website and it's so primitive and outdated, but it's got the info I need. And I almost thought like this guy can probably just take this down because it looks like it's from 1996 and just run a social media campaign and, and, and just literally exist on, um, yeah. You know what I mean? And that that was my mm-hmm. that that that's that's literally what happened to me. I just like I don't have time for this. <laughs> I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Either I take time away from my friends and family, uh and if, if if the position was different, if I was like, look, I'm nobody's calling me. I can't book a client. Um then it'd be different. I would go and hire somebody. So that I believe that's a question in your survey. You know, like, would you, would you, what would you outsource? I would definitely outsource my website building and somebody to manage my leads if I had no leads Mm -hmm. and I had no time to go chase them. So, um, what else? I I did want to add something, but, uh, it kind of escaped me. So I'll let you talk for a minute while I think about what it was. <laughs> uh, That's really all I have. Okay. Now I'm, although I did, I forgot something about outsourcing that I wanted to add. Mm-hmm. Okay, <clears> hold <throat> on, I'm adding it right now. Okay. And that is video production. Ah, yes. For social media. Yeah, because that's a big one that freaks people out. How the heck do I produce a video and like, how, like I share it once and then it's done. Like... Have you remembered what you were going to say? No, but I am. I'm going to just say, I'm <laughs> going to add something else. So did you know that most people okay. are um, just so judgy that they don't want to put their face behind their business? They they just think they look so bad yep. or for whatever reason, mm-hmm. they just don't want to be the face of their own business. So what do you do in that case? Yeah, I don't like, know. Like what, what if you don't want to publish a photo of yourself? I don't know. Um because you said that um, the photos of this interior decorator or stager, I, I apologize. I didn't forget. I just don't remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the photos of her uh, were, were getting more engagement than actual pics, like portfolio pics. And I find that to be with almost any industry. Um, but yep. what, like, what do you do if you don't, if, if that's not you? Like, seriously, what, what advice can you give right now to somebody well unfortunately if you're trying to run a business that your face is in front of (laughs) get over it because you're gonna have to if you're and i would even say it if you're selling a product that your face should be the front of it these days because it's all about relationships these days so Hmm. it's kind of difficult in in a market where like you can get whatever you need around any corner you go around um, if you want to d- differentiate yourself, you have to build a relationship with your target market. And the only way you're going to do that is by 
building a freaking relationship with your target market. (laughs) (laughs) So unfortunately, you're just going to have to get over it. Yeah. And I want, I want people to have an open mind to spending money on bettering their business. So I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying give me your money so that I can help you, you know, give Sophia your money, Yes, but find a source and isolate uh, a good source of information. And like somebody like you would be a good source of information because like I said, I've seen you go from nothing to where you are today, where you're, you don't have another job that, you know, you, you have to rely on to uh, support yourself. This is you, what you do. This is, you are fully sustainable business owner and you're doing well. Um, <clears throat> so find somebody like this, find a resource like this and spend the money that will give you a good return on investment, meaning it's going to bring business your way. It's going to increase your bookings. We've been kind of kicking a dead horse here with the CRMs. You, you have no idea what it was like in, let's say the sixties where, do you? Well, no, <laughs> I don't have an idea. I don't have an experience. Um, but, but I mean, I, I you know what? I'm going to say I don't, but I, I kind of do because I was born in Ukraine and I grew up in Ukraine and I, in the, I, I was a kid in the eighties and I saw how things were done before computers. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, once I moved to Canada, it was 92, there was computers on people's desks. Uh, there was no computers on people's desks in Ukraine in 92. Uh, but again, growing up before that, phone calls came in, you know, receptionists, bookkeeping, all, all, everything, just lead management. Like, how did you, how did people do it back then? You know, that they, they organized themselves with, with books. They, they hired other people to, to do certain things like answer phones. You know, there was no emails, but. Today, we have all the tools available to us. And the mistake we make is that we just go, well, I don't need somebody to answer my phone. I could just answer my phone mm-hmm. or I have voicemail. Or I don't need somebody to answer my emails. I'll just do it. But the problem is what we mentioned earlier. People don't do it. So the, that's the biggest mistake we make. And this aligns itself really well with what I always said about being a photographer. When I decided that I wanted to be a photographer, I did not want to be a photo editor. I wanted to buy film, put it in my camera, expose it, and then drop it off and wait for the photos to be developed. That's that, that Mm -hmm. was my interpretation of photography. So once I entered the new millennium, um, doing photography as a business, I realized that why the, am I editing my own photos? That's not what I wanted to do. And it was, it was a little hard to let go, but I'll be quite quite honest with you. I have not edited a full wedding in a really long time, Mm -hmm. maybe a decade, (laughs) probably definitely a decade. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I've edited photos for weddings and I've called some weddings and this and that, but I just don't do it because that is not what I wanted to do when I entered this. I've even gone as far as outsource a lot of my communication to a virtual assistant. 
with <laughs> which with an Indian company. It, and mm -hmm. I wasn't very confident of how well it would work. So I picked the cheapest one. Unfortunately, you mm -hmm. get what you pay for. So <laughs> yeah, what I found was tasks that would, that would take me an hour were taking them four hours. So even though yeah. they were one third of the price that I would be paying myself or paying somebody who has similar skill set, they were billing me about 35% more than I could have been paying somebody locally. Now, yeah. when I realized that, I just hired somebody locally, right? But yeah. I, I later learned that if you had just, if I had just spent 20% more, so instead of like $5 per hour, if I had spent $6 per hour, I would have gotten like way better people. And yeah. um, there's, there's websites like Fiverr that exist out there that will allow you to try a virtual assistant for like a very short period of time. If that's, if that's what you need to do, give it a shot. You have nothing to lose, you know, like you'll get something out of it, even if it's just an experience that will help you decide whether or not it was a benefit or a drawback to your business. So that's all I have yep. to add. Um, it totally wasn't what I wanted to add. I don't recall what it was anymore. <laughs> so I'll just leave you with that. Um, but uh, I feel that uh, we're, we're definitely on the right path here, you know, with with everything we're trying to portray. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Okay. So I'll put some links in the show notes for like Tave and Buffer and stuff. So you guys can check that out. Um, do everything that we said in this episode and go fill out that survey. Um, and yeah, that's all I got. All right. That's all we need. You've been listening to Double Exposure Show. Thanks to Benjamin Edward for our aardvark. Ben Sound for our theme music and thank you for sharing this episode with a friend. Don't forget to join us in the Double Exposure Show group on Facebook and if you like what you've heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Until next time. Get to work.